1: to Episode 2 of the OBR Newswire Podcast, your host for all things Cleveland Browns football. I am Jake Burns, coming at you on Tuesday, April 7th, and we have a great show lined up for you covering important topics and um, covering especially one at the, the top end of the Browns draft. I think you guys will enjoy some of the insights from our guest today. Um, big topic of discussion is the NFL's memo about um, limiting the number of people that can get together. Uh, for for the uh, for the draft and, and, and obviously keeping teams separated and personnel separated. So it's going to be it's gonna be a weird situation, the NFL draft this year in terms of how how teams uh, get together, how they uh, communicate, how many people are involved in these zoom conversations. I don't know if the NFL is going to extend the time for each pick because teams don't have enough time to communicate. I'm not entirely sure how it's going to look. Maybe they can stretch it out over a week. I'm not sure why they wouldn't at this point. Um, large, you know, large TV providers or or stations, CBS, ABC, ESPN, all of them are looking for extended amounts of coverage of anything that's not a replay. So, um, we're, we're a few weeks out from this draft, but it's a mystery how they're going to proceed with this thing to, to keep it fair and, and, uh, keep the value high. So I'm, I'm expecting more news from the NFL in the coming weeks, um, Another fun piece of information that was put out for the public was the recent Building the Browns episode. I thought it did a nice job of, of sort of showing us the behind-the-scenes access of Kevin Stefanski, and um, especially, uh, you know, his family arriving and, and, the, and the shots inside uh, the press conference and all of those things. You get a feel for who the man is instead of just the name and I think those things are important. I know the Browns don't want to be doing this again, where they did this whole thing with Freddie Kitchens last year. They want to get some continuity here, and um, I'm hoping that they can do that. And I, I'm just I'm really impressed by the relationship and sort of downline thinking of Andrew Barry to Stefanski and um, the scouts that they have in there and their operations people in the building. You know you're optimistic about it right now, and I think it's always neat to get a behind-the-scenes access look at how all that stuff comes together, how the scouting trips are provided. Now, granted, we won't have any of those this year. There will be no scouting trips. There will be no, um, you know, at least at the point of this was looking at the combine. A lot of the pro days had been canceled, so you know you're you're really going on limited information. But I did think that building the Browns was fun to see how those guys. Um, you know, discuss things and how they handle uh, communication and when they disagree and and uh, and coming to an understanding of why someone feels differently than they do. If you notice the prospects in there, C.D. Lamb, um, you know, Oklahoma product, wide receiver was in there. Jalen Hurts was in there. Some of the flashes of the players, a lot of tight ends, Harrison Bryant um, among among some other tight ends, Troutman. Those guys are going to be looked at. I think they're going to look at day three tight ends. You know, David Njoku has another year on his contract, but I'm not sure whether he's going to be a big part of the future after this year. So I do think they're going to probably look at tight ends. That's a small glimpse of many, many interviews that come and go out of that room. But it's it's, it's a fun look if you haven't watched that episode. Uh, again, a fun look at what goes on behind behind closed doors and sort of what they do to these players to, to, to get to know them as best they can in such a short period of time, looking at 15 cut-up plays, good and bad, explaining, talking, coaching, teaching, um, all of that stuff. And not just from the Browns, but the players talking about how they've been coached, how they've been taught, and how it can integrate into Cleveland's system and all that fun stuff. So uh, take 20, 25 minutes and, and go watch that. It's it's a fun, um, you know, fun thing to watch and, and learn about the Browns and their operations. So things coming up from the OBR, we have um, an Andrew Billings film study that I'm going to get up today. Hopefully, um, that'll be out. There is a mock draft that we're going to put on the Browns Film Breakdown channel. That'll be on YouTube and the podcast station as well. If you guys want to listen to the only, you know, the audio only version of that, but we did seven rounds with Mike Krupka and Brendan Leister, so that will be up. And um, we're going to talk here shortly with our man Fred Greetham, who's going to talk about his recent. Uh, pieces of information on, on the tackle prospects that the Browns will be looking at toward the top of the draft. So that'll be a fun one. So um, before we get to Fred, though, I do want to talk to you guys about betting online at betonline.ag. They are our proud sponsors. I know there's not much to gamble on right now, but uh, they have the online poker tournament. They have blackjack that you can go to. They're going to match your deposit 100%, which is great. You put in $100, bucks, they are going to match another 100 bucks on top of that. You can play with that, um, you know, some of the money. You can bet on TV shows, bachelor Survivor, all of those things that are still being aired right now, you can get crazy and even bet on the weather. So betonline.ag is a, is a proud sponsor of the OBR Newswire podcast, a proud sponsor of Brown's Film Breakdown for a substantial amount of time, a big believer in Blue Wire, so we want to see if we can get as many people involved in that as we can. But let's not waste any more time and get over to our guest today, Mr. Fred Greetham. Okay, joining us. Browns beat writer Fred Greetham here for the OBR. He does uh, all of our in-house operations in Berea. He's there every day. Uh, you've read his stuff for years. He is uh, an anchor of this site, and he's going to join me once a week to talk about the fantastic things he's putting out and sort of update us on his thoughts and, and some of the other things happening behind the walls in Berea. So, Fred, how are you doing tonight, sir?
0: Doing great, in spite of our circumstances, I and- I'm doing great,
1: Jay. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that, man. I know it's at this point in, the, in, in our place it's trying to keep our little guy happy and, and uh you know, I'm sure other places are dealing with other things, but it's it's like getting out of the honeymoon phase, right? Where you're you're uh Yeah, that's like
0: uh that's why onwards okay? <laughs> that's the,
1: that's the truth. You I mean, watch all the movies we can find, but no I want I want to take some of your time Fred to talk about uh the recent happenings or things that have gone down um in in the Browns Road of late and um got a little peek behind the walls with Building the Browns. I talked about that before I had you on here about um some of the inner workings before the staff got all separated and I always love those behind or, uh, Building the Browns videos and and shows they've been putting out because it just sort of gives us a glimpse about the relationships between coaches and players, and you don't get all of it, but we get enough there, and I thought some of the introduction stuff with Stefanski was fun to see, and they were grinding here behind closed doors, and and all of a sudden they got shipped out, and that's the next episode, so you got a chance to catch up with Stefanski as a part of the media group that um, was on the conference call with him, Um, you know, I think it was midweek last week, Wednesday, Thursday, he had that conference call with you guys, so what what, what are some big takeaways from that, sort of what he's thinking, or... Um, you know, some guys in-house, Baker, Jarvis, Odell, some of those guys, what's he uh, you know, what did he have to say about those things?
0: Well, he was really upbeat. He was up in the service that they, they were in the process of moving. And uh, then when the quarantine came down, um, my told him just stay there with his family rather than come to Cleveland and be on your own and breathe or whatever. So, so he was, he's, He said that they haven't missed a beat. He said it's been full steam ahead thanks to the IT department. And uh, he was really upbeat on, you know, on Zoom and and the different things they've been doing. He said that they've been able to have all their meetings and the coaching staff put in there, um, you know, everything they need to do as far as installing, you know, what they're going to do on offense and defense and so forth. So it was pretty much you know, all over that and praising, you know, the way they've been working together and the way it's been going, even in their prep for the draft. Uh, then he talked about, you know, update on OBJ and Randy, both having surgeries that they were both in about every day until um, things were shut down and they're both on schedule. Of course, uh, OBJs would would have been ready, you know, for, OTAs, which were supposed to start this week, um, we don't know if he just showed up or not. But he's he's pretty much over his surgery. Uh, Landry, you know, is on schedule, but he shouldn't. He was not scheduled to be 100% till August. So, and then we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield and Case Keenan and and, and his strong belief in Baker and him and Dan Pell, getting him right and getting him on top of everything. So, a little bit over here, touching base, was supposed to touch base with Andrew Barry this week.
1: Yeah, I've kind of been talking about the fact that, um, I was talking about it with, with my wife here, that, you know, imagine if this sort of thing happened in, say, 1999, and and, and there, you know, even, even dating all the way to maybe 2010 when the first iPad came around, whatever, but video conferencing makes this stuff, um, you know, doable for families, let alone trying to orchestrate a football operation, whether that's scouting people or meeting with, with prospects. I just don't think if this were 10 years ago, maybe even five to seven years ago, that the draft could feel comfortable going on as it is because, you know, were they capable at that point of conducting all of the different remote locations? Were they able to get teams in front of players through video conferencing? All that stuff is, it's really fascinating. And I think that, you know, the NFL is dead set on keeping this draft at the end of the month. And the only reason that they can justifiably do that is because teams have the ability to communicate. If they did not, you know, have this ability and were only be able to use phone calls, it would just be nearly impossible to get everybody on the same page. And especially getting out content about a new playbook, all of the things the Browns are doing, trying to implement and and uh, get information to their players. So it's uh, it's the best, I guess the best time, the way to put this, the best time for this to happen in terms of technology and where uh, athletic endeavors can go in the communication and the NFL offseason has been able to continue because of that. And speaking of the offseason, it's it's the topic everybody talks about, Fred, which is what the hell they're going to do with the 10th pick. Um, it, is, it is heavily involved discussions about the tackles. I know that has been a big part of your um, conversations of late, and, and you know you've wrote about three of the big tackles. And uh, we'll start with Tristan Wirfs. I know you were upfront and personal with him at the combine. He is a guy who is a, a an athletic freak. Some of his testing has been out of this world. His his forty time and explosion movements at the combine blew everybody away. Really unparalleled. And he was in the he was in the wide zone scheme stuff, which is which is important. Um, but I'm interested in your opinion on what you think, or what you know, Coach Ferentz thinks of his ability to switch sides, maybe becoming a left tackle for somebody like you know, like the Giants or or someone in front of Cleveland, maybe even like the Cardinals, or if he is there at 10 for Cleveland as well, what do you think of that ability for him?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the Browns are fortunate that this is a year that really looks like there's some spikes, you know, at the top of the draft, and, you know, even, even deeper into it, and so I just think there's no question that that's for the Browns. I mean, it's just like the gaping hole. When you look at this offense and what they've done with Conklin, you know, and everything else, other than maybe right guard, left tackle is just sitting there, you know, obviously that's the pick. But I've been doing these drafts with the Browns for this will be in my thirties thirtieth year, thirtieth draft. And very rarely do they ever do what you think they're gonna do. <laughs> and so it'll be interesting. But Tristan Worth's You know, in in, in meeting him and, and, um, you know, seeing him and and then researching, writing a story about him. Yeah, he he seems to check the box, and I think the Browns have him right at the top of their list. You know, and then we did a story on Andrew Thomas. I think he's also at the top of their list from Georgia. And then I put a story out today on Jedrick Wills, and uh, Nick Saban, one of my colleagues, talked to him and, and in the story I used to quote. And he said, you know, everybody's saying he played right tackle. But the reason he played right tackle is because we had a left-handed quarterback, obviously, to him, until he got hurt. And so that's why we had him at right tackle, to protect the blind side. And so a lot of people were saying, yeah, but the guy's are right tackle. So I think he's, you know, in the mix. And it's not like he's really, you know, not suited to play it. They just they thought he was the best guy, and that's why they put him the right tackle. And they said they never considered moving him to left. And then um, we'll be doing one on Beckton. You know, he's a behemoth, six seven, three sixty four. And he ran a five one. Got a story on him coming out in the next day or two. And then we're going to go through Josh Jones and all these guys. So there's a lot of intriguing stories. And uh, you know, to me. Whoever they feel is the very best guy, don't play games. Go get them. Yeah. Now, if in the top ten, you know, if four of them are gone and you only have four, then maybe entertain, trade down, and, and look at one, you know, like an Ezra Cleveland or something like that. But, you know, that's that's what we're trying to do is just put the information out there. You know, so everybody can kind of get to know these guys, and I have videos too of talking to them at the combine in each of the stories.
1: Yeah, that's what I want to emphasize to the readers and uh, and folks who have not read these articles yet is that as I scroll through them, it is just a ton of fantastic quotes from the combine, and and um and there are each guy talking about whether it's a coach talking about them or it's them at the podium talking. These are quotes that I had not seen until Fred was writing them, so they're fascinating insights into whether these players uh, have doubts, concerns, or confidence in the ability to switch right to left, whether they have the confidence or have been contacted by the Browns, um, have they been talked about as as ever playing a guard position, all of those things are in here, and, and it's really insightful, so some of you, a lot of you, have seen expert opinion on these guys and that's out there, and the film is out there, and there's little clips out there, and I'm I'm watching as much as I can on these guys, but sometimes reading these quotes from these players themselves gives us a really good insight into what they're thinking, whether the Browns have gotten into... Uh, Conversations with them, and, and this is what is—it's uh, what's most fascinating to me. You can learn a bit, a little bit about the players from these quotes too, and I like that, Fred. So, um, get out there and read these things. These are three uh, great pieces from Fred on those three tackles. He has another one coming out on Mackay Becton here uh, tomorrow, right, Fred, or the next day? I think something. Uh...
0: It actually will, be, yeah, it will be. Um, <laughs> it'll be out Wednesday, and then I have one on Josh Jones probably Friday.
1: Awesome! All right, guys, get get in there, get on the OBR, read those. They are free reads for anybody. They are great uh, pieces of insightful information about who these players are. And again, it's not our words; it's their words about who they are as players. So that part of it is fun to learn about them. Fred, thanks for joining me, buddy. Oh always a pleasure. So that's a wrap for today, guys. Thanks for joining. We appreciate all of your support. Tell your friends, tell other subscribers you know to join us every day for these short snippet daily podcasts that we provide here at the OBR. And um, hopefully you can find us on all of your major podcast networks, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. If you want another one, let us know. We will try to get the podcast up and feeding into as many channels as we can for your convenience. Give a shout-out at the OBR. Let us know. We will, uh, we'll be back tomorrow, another guest, another 15 minutes packed full of what's going on at the channel. Big thanks again to Fred Greetham. Subscribe to the podcast if you can. That always helps us and gets us a consistent number of people that we think are are truly enjoying this content. So once again, thanks for joining us. Have a great Tuesday, and we will catch you tomorrow.
0: Go Browns.